The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Beth Lilonsky about her wedding inside the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned this event and how everything turned out. So welcome, Beth. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find mm -hmm. out how you guys decided you wanted to be married at Walt Disney World. We are huge Disney fanatics. And if we were to get married anywhere, it would be Disney World. And if we got married at home, it would not have been anything like it was. <laughs> so that's how we did it. That's interesting. How did you decide on your ceremony and reception venues, especially the Magic Kingdom, because it can be tricky to get approval from the park to actually do your ceremony there? Yeah, so that was really interesting because, well, originally I had asked for the train station, actually. So we were already going on a family vacation, and we had to fit it in the week that we were going. So the train station was pretty much right off the bat, not an option. They rarely do it. So as an alternative... The woman I was dealing with, she asked if the Magic Kingdom during the day was an option. And that's really how it started. I really was not aware of how limited, you know, how, how often they really don't do it. <laughs> right. And then how did you choose your reception venue? So reception venue, I really did it because I love fireworks and not a huge fan of the new Magic Kingdom fireworks. And uh, you can't be in the park anyway. They don't have any venues inside Magic Kingdom for a reception. So that's why we chose Epcot. And I almost did Spaceship Earth, but the room's a little more sterile than the Living Sea Salon. And that's why we had it there. Got it. And then did you incorporate fireworks with the dessert party or something? Yes, we did. It was UK Lockside. We went for a dessert fireworks party. Got it. Okay. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? <laughs> well, the location, no one was surprised about, but the uh, time frame, everyone was very taken back by. <laughs> it literally was three and a half weeks that we knew we were doing it, and we said, hey, you know, if you're able to come, that's great. If not, we understand. Wow. And how did that come about that you ended up planning your wedding in three and a half weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it was Memorial Day weekend, and I kind of woke um, Casey and I have been together for almost 15 years. And it kind of was just like, oh, Casey, I was thinking, what if we just got married while we were away? And that's really how it started. 
That is interesting. Okay. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited around 50 guests and 37 were able to come. So we were very grateful. That's great. And I wanted to ask more about picking the Magic Kingdom because for a lot of people, the pricing can be a hurdle. Yes. How in, in three and a half weeks, did you even have time to look at other places or did you always know as soon as you decided you wanted to get married on your trip, hey, let's use the Magic Kingdom for the ceremony? For me, I'm ever since I'm little, the Magic Kingdom is my most favorite place in the world. So it was really more about about that, that if it couldn't be in the Magic Kingdom, then I guess we would have picked somewhere else. But that was really immediately, you know, where where I wanted to have it if we could have it. Okay. And then did you do any kind of a scouting trip to see the Living Seas Salon or did you just take that from pictures? Nope, just from pictures that they sent me and I, I Googled and, you know, lots of people post you know, pictures of it. So, Did you customize or upgrade any of the things that come with the East Plaza ceremony package? They have the musicians, the floral and decor, the Main Street vehicles. Right. So we did. I mean, there was floral and uh, we did have the guests come down the Main Street vehicles. And my entrance was on a not Cinderella's Royal Coach because that was way overwhelming for me. <laughs> but I did do the horse-drawn carriage. So yes, we definitely did upgrade. And with the floral and decor that's included, is it just mostly privacy hedges or did they say, hey, we're going to do these rose arrangements and then you said, I don't like roses, I want to do a different kind of flower. How did that work? No, they really, it's very, even though it is costly to do it there, I thought for how much it costs, they do give you, you know, a a bunch of different options and and things that they supply. We did choose to upgrade, but it, it, you know, it was like privacy hedges and, you know, items of that nature. Okay, so you planned an entire Wishes wedding in less than a month, which is something that we've all heard Disney can do, but we've never actually seen this. So can you talk a bit about what your planning process was like? A lot of conference calls for very long periods of time, but they are so amazing at just, you know, an agenda, and this is what we need to discuss, and this is what we need to decide by, and, you know, they'll give you as much help or as little help as you want. I think that was one of the more overwhelming aspects of planning it was that like it literally Disney can give you the world depending on what you pay for or you know anything so to be told you have the world it was a little overwhelming to like come up with exactly you know to streamline it for what you know we really wanted in the end so how did you do that did you just make a bunch of Pinterest boards send them inspiration it was kind of a combination the woman that we dealt with in floral was the best and we were talking about how uh, one of my favorite movies is Tangled, and I really wanted to do Tangled-inspired. Like, I love the lanterns, and uh, so that kind of, like, got us started. And once I told her that, once I was able to help her a little with, like, some kind of vision, she was able to send me pictures and suggest things that, you know, meshed with that. Now, for the reception, how did you choose a menu without getting to do a menu tasting? I left that to my mother because <laughs> I'm veg- I'm vegetarian. So, you know, to me, even I'm sure I could pick out a menu, but my mom was very excited to do that aspect of it. And, you know, they send you sample menus for all different kinds of plating services like buffet or crown and service or uh, all different options. And she basically just went through and picked out all these things and asked, you know, can we do this or can we swap this? And they're very accommodating. They did it all. 
That's fantastic. Were there any standout menu items that you would recommend? Honestly, everything was so good. And anyone that came to the wedding, there's not one thing that I could tell you, you know, oh my God, you should do this. But just everything. I mean, anyone who goes to Disney World knows that like all the restaurants are amazing. And so I really wasn't like so concerned about the food. Now, what did you do for a cake? Did you pick one of their standard designs or send them inspiration? So I went through a lot of their Pinterest boards and uh, took ideas from a few different cakes and they consulted with baking for me and we I had the most amazing cake, I have to say. I, I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm a little biased, but uh, it really was very beautiful. Wow. What flavor combos did you choose? So flavor combos, we did the new churro flavor that they have for a while now. And it was, I'm not a huge cake person. I much prefer ice cream cake, but this churro cake is out of this world. Anyone who got to try it at the wedding was like Googling recipes as soon as we got home to see if you could like replicate it in any way. (laughs) Another layer was a yellow cake with cookies and cream filling, which they compare to the gray stuff at the Be Our Guest restaurant. The third tier was carrot cake. My husband is a big carrot cake fan. Got it. Okay. Did you add any entertainment to the reception? We did. So we also had a brunch at Grand Floridian. And at that brunch, it was right after the ceremony. We had the string quartet from the ceremony. They just tacked on time for them to stay at that. And then at the dinner reception, we had Classroom Quartet, who are amazing. And we also had a piano player. They would alternate with their breaks. Uh, when one was off, one would come on. Got it. So then where at the Grand Floridian did you hold your brunch after the ceremony? It was in the Whitehall patio. Interesting. And did you have any appearances by characters or any other uh, sort of Disney touches? Most certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had Mickey, Donald, and Pluto visit. Mickey and Pluto are my favorites, and Donald was Casey's favorite. We did ask, Casey's ultimate favorite is Figment. And uh, unfortunately, Figment doesn't do visits. So they, you know, unfortunately said no, but we were more than happy to have the others. That's fantastic. Uh, We also had silhouette artists at, at the dinner reception, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's neat. Okay. Now, did you add a welcome dinner or any other events on either side of the day? So we had a welcome event the night before after rehearsal, and that was in the attic, which is located in the boardwalk. Uh, resort and that was really that was really cool I have to say I I don't even think I knew it existed it's in a really like remote private area of the resort that looks over the boardwalk area and it really was very nice so can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran so it started extremely early at 2 45 a.m <laughs> with uh <laughs> with hair and makeup then The Disney photographers came to my room around 6.15 to do um, some getting ready photos, which honestly, if I, I mean, I know everyone's like into getting ready photos, but it was really so brief a time and to get up so early to include them, I'm not sure I would have done that, you know, if we were to do it again. But then we were in the Magic Kingdom by 7.15 because they were having extra magic hours that morning. And they wanted us to get some photos in before they opened the park. So while I was like, I was very aware of what we were doing and everything, but I really did not realize the enormity of it until we drove up backstage at Magic Kingdom. 
and it's just the cast members that are involved and and the planning and the timing and it's just incredible what what went on at 7:15 we had our first look photos then we had a photo session pretty much around the park before the ceremony so we did our first look photos out in front of the castle with the bridal party and our families and then everyone went to wait inside the plaza until it was time for the ceremony and Casey and I went around the park and took other photos in areas that weren't open yet like Frontierland and Adventureland. The ceremony was at 9:30. They gave us till 10:30 in the garden which was super amazing cuz there were it was a small group of people. We were able to take photos with everyone who came to the wedding in front of the castle and then we the carriage ride that I entered in on with my parents, we started in Splash Mountain. That was probably like at 9.15-ish to arrive at the garden by 9.30. So after the ceremony and the pictures, uh, Casey and I made our exit through everyone blowing bubbles. And we took the carriage back out through Splash Mountain. And then we went directly to Grand Floridian for a brunch, which was um, from 10.30 to 12.30. Then... We had the charter bus that was picking everyone up at their resorts and taking them back to their resorts after each event. Uh, we got to take that with everybody after. And then we were picked up around 4 o'clock to go to the Living Seas. And dinner was from 5 to 8.30ish. And then we had the dessert party until... We could have stayed till 10 o'clock, but it was really very buggy by the water and really hot. And so we decided to leave at like... Maybe like 9.30, 9.45. So a very uh, jam-packed day. <laughs> <laughs> a very long day. Now, one thing I see people asking about, when you do the East Plaza ceremony, you are there when the park is open. And in your case, there was extra magic hours. So yes. did you feel bothered by the fact that there were other guests there or were they so far away from you that it, you didn't really notice it? Not at all. I was so surprised how private it really felt. They, I did not anticipate that they were going to rope off that whole um, side. It wasn't just the garden that they weren't allowing people. They roped off the walkway through the Tomorrowland Terrace into Tomorrowland. They roped off the walkway in front of the garden. So, I mean, for an hour, we we really had that whole area. It was really, um, it was really amazing. I, you feel so strange using words like <laughs> magical and you know, words that you hear all the time associated with Disney, but it's really the only word that, that I can say magical for how the day was. It was really just a, a perfect day. That's fantastic. Now, when you were planning, what ended up being the two or three most important aspects where you focused your time or you focused your budget? Um, I think most important was um, the dinner reception and probably the ceremony were where we focused most of the efforts. Okay. And then what aspects were less important that you didn't worry about or you saved your time or effort? Brunch for sure. There was obviously options to, if you wanted to upgrade the, you know, linens and decorate and all that. But I thought, you know, we're doing so much in the morning and at night and the desserts and it was fine to just leave the the location as was with, you know, the lin- the coral linens that they have. I mean, it was very Grand Floridian, which is beautiful anyway, so. Got it, okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory out of all of the whole day? I think number one favorite is probably, well, it's like a toss-up, 
So one is when we were in the Magic Kingdom and we walked out of the limo and, you know, from backstage out into the park. And uh, they lined me up for the first look, which I don't know if everyone if everyone's familiar, but they give you the option if you want to see each other before the ceremony. And uh, so they had Casey lined up with his back to me in front of the uh, Walt and Mickey statue in front of the castle. And I think just standing there with, you know, our immediate family right behind us and the park was still closed at this point. It was just such an incredible moment of, you know, I can't believe we're doing this. So that uh, followed very, very closely by the character's entrance at dinner <laughs> because we obviously I knew they were going to be there. Most everybody that was in attendance knew that I was having characters and um, they told us how it would happen, but it did not happen like that. And it really caught us so off guard when they came in. They lined everybody up for a group picture and they said somebody's missing and like everyone's looking all over like who's missing and it, it was the characters and it was, everyone was just so excited when they saw them start coming in. So those two. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I would say the only thing that which it wasn't even a big deal, but for some reason, I don't really know the reason, to be honest with you, the silhouette artist was supposed to be at brunch because we had limited time at dinner and they were concerned about getting to the, we had a lot of courses for dinner and they were concerned about time. So they put the silhouette artist in at lunch and for some reason they didn't show up. And, uh, but they had to come to dinner to make up for it and get everybody done with enough time. Interesting. And so was there enough time with the character appearances and maybe, uh, you know, dancing and all that to also do the silhouettes? Yeah, there really was because it was, you know, uh, everyone could go sit with them like in between courses or um, in the beginning they did, they knocked a lot of people out when they, when they got there and we're, Casey and I are not huge, like DJ dancing, you know, big uh, party people. So there wasn't, we did first dances with my father and his mother and um, I danced with each other and there was minimal dancing in between. It was, so there was, there was time for it in the end. Okay. And was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? The carriage ride for me was probably the biggest source of um, anxiety. (laughs) I really did not want to do it. My parents were, you know, Beth, this is a once in a lifetime thing. How can you not do it? And I, but the, I, I knew the park was going to be open. And originally, uh, the carriage was supposed to pick me up at Hall of Presidents. But because the park was going to be open, Disney did not want an empty carriage riding through the park because it comes in at Splash Mountain. So the plans changed and I, we had to ride in it from Splash Mountain. So. I was so overwhelmed with the idea of like being a parade in the inside the park, <laughs> but, but it really wound up. It really was amazing and it was not a big deal. I mean, it was just incredible. The cast members that were like the entourage around us and stopping, you know, traffic. And of course there were people following us the whole way or taking pictures and videos. There were people by the castle that were telling us how beautiful the ceremony site was. (laughs) So, I mean, it was definitely a crazy experience, but was not anything like I had imagined in my mind. Okay, great. And is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? 
Yeah, so one thing I was a little upset about was that no one really said to us, you know, you're going to have all this stuff that maybe you want to take home with you after the event. And specifically, so the top tier of the cake, they said, was like an anniversary tier that they wouldn't cut into it and we could take it home with us, which is why we had decided to make that tier of the carrot cake because we know carrot cake's not super popular and we were just going to take it home anyway. But really didn't think, like, how are we going to get all this stuff home, especially um, there were perishable things like a cake cutter, all kinds of stuff. And uh, when I had asked the front desk for, you know, help with like solutions on how can we get it home, they, they really had no solutions. I was really, I was a little surprised. I, I didn't deal with the fairy tale weddings department because at that point it, it was done. And I didn't realize until we were left with these two huge boxes, like, wait a minute, what am I doing? So we did have to leave some stuff behind the cake we left behind, which I was a little disappointed about, but it really couldn't be helped. Well, and you can always get another one made on your anniversary. <laughs> yes, well, I, I did email them and I did ask, you know, is there any way we can pay for another one and have it shipped home? But they said they don't do that. They don't ship them home. So the next time we're there, we're more than welcome to order one. <laughs> do you have any other tips or advice for future brides and grooms, maybe people who are considering the Magic Kingdom as a ceremony venue? If you can afford it and it's in your, you know, realm of things you can do or want to do, for the cost of it, you really do get an amazing experience. Even if you didn't upgrade, you know, certain things or it, it really is worth looking into. I think that I'm not sure I would recommend three and a half weeks <laughs> to, to <laughs> doing it. But I mean, it, it really was, it really was just amazing. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? So I, I will post the pictures on my Instagram and they can look there. Or there were random people we found on Twitter and Instagram posting as the day with, with during the ceremony, which is kind of random. <laughs> but people were using the hashtag like, you know, Magic Kingdom Wedding, Disney Brides. So that was, that was an experience too. <laughs> Okay, great. And I will get some photos from you to put in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Okay. Well, Beth, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in a Disney wedding or a wedding inside the Magic Kingdom. And I appreciate your taking the time. No problem. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>